There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Swapcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respect to the elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torrent Strait Islander peoples today. We're talking again. Our bodies were made to pour, to pour, to wine, and back again. Welcome to the Swapcast Podcast, the world's only podcast dedicated to body swap movies. I'm your host, Paul Mitzi, and with me we have Lucy Thomas and Brendan Levi. <laughs> Who has turned into Dracula? I'm Philippe. Philippe from this movie. Oh, very good. <laughs> oh, well, wait, it can't be that good because I was trying for a French accent. <laughs> you thought I was from Transylvania? And it out- <laughs> yes, very bad. In today's episode, we'll be breaking down the 2020 comedy "Swap Me, Baby," starring Kimberly Lehmans and Falk Henschel, where a woman and the French sex worker that got her pregnant swap bodies thanks to a magical couples retreat. But before we get into that, just a reminder that we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we welcome film suggestions for future episodes. So please reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram, send us an email at theswapcastpodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support our show, reviewing us is the best way possible. So to say thank you, if we reach 100 star ratings on iTunes and Spotify, we will finally fulfill our fans' most common request to review face off so on to swap me baby <laughs> great title great title <laughs> yeah yeah we have watched a few low budget indies on the show before some have been more successful than others how do we feel this film goes in terms of using the resources that were available to it to create a entertaining body swap film go brendan yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what, uh, the resources and what they did with them, like, I guess it's two people, there's four in total, but two people in a cabin in the woods, one location, uh, I feel like the the guy who made this could be listening. (laughs) (laughs) I think they did, I think they did quite well. Like, I liked the way some things were, like, obviously not, like, they weren't going to spring for CGI or whatever. Like, there was a rabbit. It was just plainly a toy. Mm-hmm. Which which was, like, uh, kind of fun. Like, that was yeah, funny. Th- that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like the film was aware enough to know, like, its limitations and, you know, like, the little bits of animation for the tripping and that kind of stuff. Like, I thought, I thought it used its, um, like, I thought it used what it had in its arsenal quite well. Yeah, and a, I mean, it didn't. It didn't look bad either. We've seen some like big budget movies mm. that look like shit. Yeah, sure. Like I, I think I was just trying to say it's a serviceable film, and like I just, I don't know. I, I feel like the 
there's a lot of problems and it probably wasn't to do with the budget or the or the way it was shot or anything like that so we'll we'll get into it yeah okay so did you say this movie came out this year or in 2020 this year okay you said 2020 before uh, um well that's fine but this is also another film <laughs> that I'm going to ask if they found out about our podcast and then made this movie uh, <laughs> have we ever heard um body swapping referred to as body swapping in a body swap film like he said body swap movies he said that yeah i feel like i feel this is the first time it felt like a film yeah. written by someone who listens to our show <laughs> now if that's true or not i don't know like i did reach out to the director and ask him for an interview and he said yes but i haven't heard back from him but he did say I'd be honoured to, which sounds like something. <laughs> I mean, a listener I'm not would flattering say. us. I'm not flattering <laughs> us, even though I'm the one that said it. But it just felt, <laughs> even hearing the phrase come from one of it, not our mouths. I was like, what? I was just gonna say, like he, he potentially just got picked or whatever to be a part of this project. Like he didn't write it, so it's not like this was his passion. You know, wasn't like writer director Caden. Look, I am going to believe that someone is deeply in love with Paul and thought that this is the best way to his heart. Because you watch this This movie like, this guy is gay. (laughs) I don't think he is. No, I'm just saying because of Paul, because Paul's gay. That's why. Um, Yeah, the one piece of trivia on the IMDb for this film is that, like, the uh, director met that act, the main actor at like a Comic Con, and then they decided to develop this film together. Philippe. So, yes, because Philippe is, he's a superhero, like a DC superhero in the Legends of Tomorrow show. Um, he plays Hawkman. So, like, he's actually got a career and stuff. So, <laughs> this was a little indie for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the um, off season. But, yeah. Um, but like going back to my original question, I I actually think this film, like it looks pretty damn good yeah, completely. compared to a lot of the films that we watch. Um, like it, it has a lot of interesting ideas. It it actually thinks about swap scenarios and takes them to some interesting conclusions. And <laughs> it was aware um, of itself completely. And yeah, also yeah. they had something to learn. Like there was like constant yeah. lessons. Like I feel like so often these films fail us in, in that part. It's just sort of like, well, why has this happened and why are they swapping back? But again, like it's, it feels like somebody is listening to this show For and writing this script. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, it's like all the stuff that we talk about this film does like all the things we complain about this film kind of responds to. So I had fun with this movie. This will be an interesting yeah. episode. Cause I, I have completely the opposite opinion to everything that's just been said. <laughs> you had a bad day. <laughs> um, Should Paul oh, do so- this, the um, plot first or. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do the plot and then we can get, can into- we like pause every time I want to like, Comment on the plot. No. <laughs> Do a timeout. All right. Fine. All right. Um, Ready, time in. Set. Go.
So a woman has sex with a male prostitute who then the condom breaks and she gets pregnant. She's eight months pregnant. They go to a marriage counselor who suggests they go to this retreat. They go there and then there's a magical box and they swap bodies and they have to learn lessons that the box tells them to learn. And then um, they have sex with each other and do a bunch of other activities. And then uh, they learn about each other and swap back. And that's the movie. Well done. Three, two, one. You did it. (laughs) Yeah, this is what we need. We don't need complicated plots. It's they swap yeah. for a reason. They swap back for a reason after learning lessons. The end. Did they need yeah, to I- swap though? Like, I feel like this movie could have been exactly the same without them swapping bodies. It could have just no. been a, a magical <laughs> escape room chest that <laughs> keeps them in some <laughs> random universe. Yeah. There is no way to make a man understand about being pregnant <laughs> without. Putting them- yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, this film was written by a man. Do you feel like what it had to say about pregnancy felt genuine to you, Lucy? Well, I would just say, and this is not everyone's experience, but it was definitely mine. Um, I thought the swap should have been earlier in the pregnancy because that's the part when mm-hmm. I felt the worst, like I was going yeah. to die every mm-hmm. single minute of every day. <laughs> And that's the part that you just wish that you could, yeah, and he, make he someone like, understand. Got to swap back before the birth, so he got he got it pretty yeah. easy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He got he got to experience his water breaking. He got to experience hurt breasts. Um, was there anything else like really? I think you got a, a contraction in there, one or two. Yeah. yeah Couple of contractions. Some painful gas. Felt the baby moving around. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Brendan, we know you love fart jokes. And this Wait, film I feel like you're really trying to had- put that on me. We all know it's you, Paul. <laughs> this film had a pretty epic fart joke. Um, did you enjoy that? Also, I'm pretty say- sure you're not supposed to eat brie. Not because it not because fart. of farting. Yeah, yeah, it's much more serious than that. Uh, but I think the film did allude to that. Like after she farted, then they then they kept reading the book and realized there's more dire consequences to eating brie. But if there's than, someone like, who is watching this and they're pregnant, they might think, "Oh, all it is is some gas. I'm going to eat it," and they're going to get like some uh, like parasite or something eating their baby's brain. So <sighs> it's not good. Ooh. As someone who's been pregnant, it's you know, like like me and Katrina as like a royal sort of like I us. hate <laughs> when we've, people we've do that. We're pregnant. We're pregnant. I hate that. <laughs> Women hate that. So, Brendan, like, w- what's your issues? What didn't you agree with in my earlier statement? So, for me, I, I think it's Just a Brendan. Re- keep in mind, he will interview this person. He will. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear this. Please. Yeah, I've, I don't know. It's <laughs> as someone who's worked on a number of indie films, I feel like you you understand. You don't have you you are limited, and so I, I'm sure he would be able to take on some criticism as long as I'm not as mean as I am with other films. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, so like the premise of like having a baby with someone who you have like. No, like, romantic connection, no, like, social connection, no, like, moral or, like, ethical, like, like, that would really be really frustrating. That would be something that would be really scary because it's like, you've got to 
give this baby over to them like half of the, their life potentially. You know? Oh my God. I actually had a thought of that in it. I'm just like, imagine, you know, if they're not a couple and she just has to be like, okay, well, look after the baby now, please. Yeah. It yeah. It's terrifying. Mm. Um, but also I wondered if maybe in this movie there's an element of, you know, she's a career woman and it didn't happen while she was younger and it's happening now. So, so she broke the condom on purpose. <laughs> No, but she just thought what's meant to be will be. Yeah, it is like, okay, you've hired a sex worker, the condom breaks, and the sex worker gets you pregnant. Now, I understand the idea of I want a baby, I'm keeping it. It is a bit of a stretch to think I want that sex worker to then co-parent the baby. Not because it's a sex worker, but because it's someone that you hired to have sex with you once. (laughs) And then suddenly, like yeah, you she want didn't necessarily to yeah, need to, to to bring him in and get him involved in this. And also, like, what kind of niche sex worker like dresses like Harman Superstar? Do you remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, um, and looks like Blake Anderson from Workaholics, and wears like Crocs and like itty bitty shorts. I just don't understand, like. The market for that. Well, she did say she was broke, so. <laughs> and she did say that when you squint, he looks like a uh, like an off-brand Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I uh, I think that's a really good premise, and I I don't know if that 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 part of it really comes up. It becomes more of a like understanding what it's like to be a woman or like be pregnant, and then. Um, understanding to be a, a guy. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You have to walk me through what lessons were learned here because I felt like the guy. She was, needed to loosen up. She needed to loosen up, which mm. I really would have enjoyed more of seeing her beforehand because all we were presented with was her immediately, um, being the, the very cliche, like, I'm a, like, I'm, what's her name? Catherine Kaf- Kegel or. What's a- Kegel? What? <laughs> Wait, from uh, Catherine Keener? No, Heigl. 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 Yeah. Kegel. Kegel is pelvic floor exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Which I also know because of being pregnant. <laughs> but, like, yeah. So, she was immediately, like, we were given, like, she's Catherine Heigl in every movie she is ever in. Um, so that, that character is established and this guy is a cartoon character and then we see them try to do some emotional stuff and I But just- I kind of like the, the script flip of, um, like it being a male sex worker and a female client that this, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like that was an interesting choice. Yeah. Um, Crickets. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I get, I get what you mean, Brendan. Like, it, they are. And then this, 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 uh, cow- they're very broad characters. Like, the first thing I wrote about her was Shrew. Like, she's that Shrew character that we've dealt with a lot with our movies, where, like, it's a woman that complains a lot. And the, and the magical counselor was trying to bring them together when I felt like they should have, like, been responsible, but like, you guys don't actually have to be in a relationship. <laughs> you don't have to actually Brendan, live in the same house. I feel house. like if you try and ruin this for me, if you try and add more time to this film, <laughs> I saw this, Aaron, 20 minutes, perfect. Hey, breezy. That's all you right. need. Yeah, exactly. You're yeah. like, but I then want it the also backstory. Had still had we need to see character development. 
No. <laughs> Shot, like, sharp and shiny. Get in and get out. That was the other thing. I felt like the uh, tone was like a bit everywhere. Like they started just sort of adding elements. And I don't know if that was like the editor or if it was intentional, but it was like trying to do a bit of like, you know, Dawn of the Dead, like, uh, sorry, not Dawn of the Dead. What's the short of the dead? What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, there's like a a South Park-esque like montage montage sequence where the song is talking about the fact that it's a montage. Again, though, I'm convinced these people listened to the podcast. They were like, all these movies have a montage. I'm going to send that up and put in a funny montage where nobody Um, actually learns anything. And I feel like there's a, like there's a scene where she in his body like learns how to jerk off like I could have written that scene. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Why? That's like that's Paul's it just humor. Seems, yeah, it's my humor. It sounds like I feel like I've had that conversation on the podcast before. Like Ooh, what? I wasn't there that day. <laughs> I'm sure. Like you know, uh, when we watched. Um, what was that? Fuck the change up. There was similar sequences uh, in that film of them like jerking off with each other's bodies. Is I'm sorry. Is the change up Jason Bateman? Yeah. Yes. Don't you ever bring that up in my <laughs> presence again. <laughs> so, did you guys enjoy the masturbation scene in this? Yeah, film? it was the best. I mean, it was funny. It was funny. Good on them. But- well, once again, like I. Like Lisa was talking about, like, oh, having, like, spun it around and have, like, a, ser- a male sex worker. Like, I was like, finally, like, teaching teaching people that you don't have to just rock up. Women have to do work, too. The, the male body needs attention. I really appreciated that. <laughs> <laughs> the death stare Lisa just came from. We can just lie there and it's still, we're still going to rock your world. You know it. <laughs> Um, But it brings me to my question, Brendan. How effective is the (laughs) three-finger approach that she was using um, in his body to masturbate? Um, I I don't think I've gone there, but... Keep it civil. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Hi, Mum. Hi, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing this film does uh, that I don't think any of the other films we've ever done before is... One of the characters is taking drugs when they swap. So then when the other person ends up in their body, they're immediately on drugs, <laughs> which I thought was an interesting thing. And it kind of like um, it was a good way to explain away the fact that the characters weren't completely freaked out by the fact that they have just swapped bodies mm. because one of them thought they were still tripping. The other one starts actually tripping, so it's kind of, like, eases them into it. I thought that was pretty clever because <laughs> um, so many of these films, like, is like, why aren't they just sitting there thinking, like, my entire view of the world has just shattered. Yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> but also when, like, you walk off of sit, like, off a screen and then you come in, like, your Pac-Man, like, from behind, <laughs> like, that's going to mess with your mind, surely. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, what um, what do you think was going on? Because like obviously the counselor wanted them to go on this retreat, and yeah. like were they in some sort like some sort of schmigadoon universe? Like I, they- I got schmigadoon vibes as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was very similar plot 
vet to Damn it, I wish I thought of that and could have uh, done that as a tenuous. Fuck! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so obviously the, the... so, like, they the are stuck in some involved. sort of dimension where they can't leave until they've learnt to be together? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly okay. it. <laughs> and, you know, so there was obviously the body swap, but then there was, like, yeah, the magical thing of, like, they can't leave the area they're in. They just keep looping around to the same spot. Um, towards the end, when the box breaks, like, the entire, like, fabric of reality starts breaking around them. And then we have a little time travel. Child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, this film, like, kept bringing extra elements that kept the interest, I thought. And, like, uh, when they break the bo- box as well, uh, they have an additional swap where he swaps body with the baby with the baby. <laughs> baby still in her stomach so like uh he's is that a, no that's womb. a second actual baby swap fetus swap hey yeah oh i mean uh mumba boy's fetus swap was the fetus no but john malkovich being about john malkovich i i believe he ends up in the bet in the child's body oh yeah <laughs> So he would have gone ah. through, like, I think he goes through the experience of birth and that. So, how cool is it that we've watched three fetus swaps? <laughs> <laughs> Not that and, cool. And, and one pretend fetus swap in birth. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I always have to bring up birth. <laughs> the movie, by the way. Yeah. For those movie, of you yes. that don't know what Paul's talking about, there's a scene where they have to, like, learn how to, you know, have fun and enjoy the moment together and they decide to do a whole bunch of cooking and eat with each other and there's like a song that goes with it that like they're singing about the food and then they start singing about being in a body swap it's funny because i Uh, wrote down is this a real song it seems real specific and then i was like and then i'm gonna jerk off in my crocs and i was like oh yeah this is the movie (laughs) (laughs) The song, that song slapped. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually really liked it. Yeah, you love jerking off in your Crocs. Yeah. yeah, but like the beat and like it actually sounded like a decent song. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Like again, like for an indie film, like so many indie films have like trash soundtracks. Oh, yeah. With like temp MIDI scores and like awful. Local awful, bands like, that their friends bands. let them use their music mm-hmm. for free. Yeah, see, I just um, recorded an episode of Bad Gay Movies uh, the other week, uh, which should be coming out in the next couple of months, and we did a sort of a pseudo-body-swap gay movie, and um, that was another indie film shot in one location with two actors, um, and it was, like, night and day with this film. Like, that film was fucking painful you felt trapped by the film oh no um like because it was about a guy a ghost in a house who couldn't leave and i felt as a viewer i was just felt as trapped as the ghost i just (laughs) wanted to run away from the tv so i'm maybe watching that film has made me like really appreciate this one (laughs) this this one even more um because like it's a film with primarily two actors but you know, I didn't. It didn't feel constrained. I was going to say again. I think they did really well on that. I think, yeah, it, it, the movie wasn't boring. It had a good pace, and it didn't feel like laborious. And you weren't like, oh god, I wish there's some more characters to. You know, it was good. Mm-hmm. I thought they did really well. 
And I think uh, a lot goes down to the two leads as well. Like, they were entertaining to watch, and they actually put effort into their swaps. I think the last time we watched a film where the two people that swapped have completely different accents was um, Like Father, Like Son, (laughs) where Kirk, Kirk Cameron and Dudley Moore, two, like, you know, pretty established actors <sighs> couldn't even be fucked doing the accent. that was so full-on man yeah so i appreciated the fact that you know these guys like um neither of them are french he's german and she's american or canadian like no that's not their native like accent and they both gave it a royal try was she really pregnant i was thinking I, that she has to be Otherwise, it was very, that was very a pretty spectacular, like, bodysuit. Prosthetics, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, yeah, once again, indie budget, probably. <laughs> yeah. I always think, man, it's so weird when people are really pregnant. And, <laughs> like, I don't know, I imagine that kid can see this movie in however many years and is like, I- I'm in my mum's tummy here and she's simulating <laughs> sex with someone else. <laughs> Not my dad. <laughs> She's being really rude. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, like, did they have her in mind and then waited for her to be pregnant or were they like- Maybe she just uh, went full method and just got pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) For the role. (laughs) Or did they, like, were they, like, doing a casting call for someone that's going to be this much pregnant at this this time? time? (laughs) That's like a logistical nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. uh, so good on him. Yeah, if if it if it wasn't a prosthetic, whoever Academy sorry, Awards was like yeah, if it was a prosthetic, yes, Academy Awards because that looked fantastic. <laughs> I've seen like big budget movies. Once again, where, I think ooh, the change yeah. up didn't that Does have like it? a pregnant belly and that looked horrible. Like did it? Yeah, because he oh, was yes. like having sex with a pregnant lady. Oh yeah, that was like oh, his fetish or something. That fucking movie. Did that also have CGI? <laughs> oh, sorry, um, <laughs> Leslie Mann boobs in it? Uh, it wasn't CGI's body double. That's right. Like they they CGI'd her head on someone else's yeah. body. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> um, you would. You know- <laughs> so I think this is the second uh, movie we've ever done with an actual penis in it. Yeah, <laughs> and also like that really weird like from behind like drop down um balls. yeah like you could see his balls yeah yeah um <laughs> this is definitely probably the most nude performance by us by a swap lead we've ever had like he's good for him either you know? <laughs> naked or shirtless 90 percent of the time and also you see his balls from behind so you see yeah. his balls from behind which is you know it's natural it's good but like um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I can't think. I think virtual sexuality and this are the only two movies we've done that have had full frontal male. That's movie. right. Yeah. Wait, we saw we saw Dong in uh, virtual sexuality. Yeah, yeah there's like a full when- locker no. room, wasn't there? Yeah, there, we've saw like, <laughs> oh, so we saw many heaps, fucking yeah, because they like <laughs> took a very like, you short- know, fifteen minutes in and thirty five <laughs> seconds, and was like, no, I don't remember. <laughs> Yeah, it's refreshing, like uh, to to see a penis because <laughs> like I a, never get to see them. A nice breezy <laughs> afternoon. Again, I'm convinced they wrote this film for us. Yeah, for Paul. I think the only specific reference they make to another body swap is the Freaky um, Fridays. Freaky Fridays, which 
is a pretty like I feel like if they wrote it for us, they would have done some deeper cuts <laughs> than yeah, Freaky Friday. I guess. Um, Maybe there, they there would have been a pretty cool Freaky reference. Friday. Yeah. But they well, said that's a joke, yeah. the uh, pretty cool reference. <laughs> what was that, the fire? Yeah. It was homage. Yeah, the the reference he made was like, oh, I should have watched the original Freaky Friday. Uh, God damn you, Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. I'll just always now- remember about in that episode, <laughs> Paul said, imagine if Lindsay Lohan came to my house. <laughs> <laughs> What's she I up to? Do you, do you guys keep she, up to date she- with her? <laughs> Yeah, she's having a resurgence. So she just um, she just filmed a Netflix Christmas movie, and that's going to be big. Um, hopefully, it's now. a buddy swap, so we can uh, review it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like all those starlets are having their reckon, not their reckoning. Their what's the word? Redemption. Yeah, they like were- Paris and yeah. Lindsay. Brittany. Everyone except Amanda Bynes. Brittany. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Like, is redemption the right word? Because that makes it sound like they did something wrong. Did they do something wrong? <laughs> no. So what is the word I'm looking for? Resurgence? I guess. Let's just say renaissance so we can get the Beyonce reference in there. In the end scene, Lucy, mm-hmm. I want to know your medical opinion. <laughs> As a doctor, so the- I can do that, yeah. Yes. So <laughs> in the end scene, she's giving birth on the beach and they realize the baby's so the wrong way talking, around. I'm so glad we're talking about this. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. So the baby's the wrong way around and so they need to turn the baby. So he just like turns it from the outside of a stomach. Okay, so I will just, tell like, you, spins it this around. is a real thing. It's called an ECV. It's like a something manual, like I can't remember what the letters stand for. Um, mm. And it can be done, but in that scenario- like, it seemed like the baby's leg had come out, right? It was like the baby's yeah. the wrong way around. You can't flip it once it's down there. Like, it, you know, if it's yeah. still in your belly and so you're you like 35 weeks. <laughs> no. Um, but you can flip a baby. It, it can be done. Um, it doesn't yeah. always work, but it can be done. But not that late in the game. Yeah. And I also think it has to be a, an experienced... Um, <laughs> You know, how about if he pushed the baby back in and then turned it? Is that possible? No, because like if it's already that (laughs) far down, there's nowhere for it to like flip around. Ah, well, plot hole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this is going to make me seem like gross, but Uh, you can't uh, make us think any less. (laughs) (laughs) Did you notice there was a few scenes where he was? Supposed to be nude, but you could see underwear like, that he was clearly wearing underwear yeah. in the shot. Yeah, like it happened like three times. No. Yeah, and because they, they were black underwear, <laughs> they were black underwear. It's like, shouldn't it be, yeah. be skin colored or something? Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, he did do the balls from behind shot at another point, so you know he was willing yeah. to go there. Maybe it was a strategy. I'll give him a pass. Yeah. <laughs> give him a pass. We saw his balls. We saw his dick. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Now he can join uh, the um, Jason, no, yeah, Jason Siegel club of that, seeing the balls from behind in a movie. Yes. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? Oh. The, hallowed, the hallowed group. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, you know, the <laughs> that happens in like the first four minutes of that movie. Oh, uh, you, you uh, ruined your next tenuous link. 
I've already done Forgetting Sarah Marshall before. I love that movie. <laughs> I came here to murder you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I would have liked to hear Lucy say, my link is seeing from behind. I'm actually devastated I didn't think of Schminga doing that. So annoying. <laughs> But now you can use Flaccid Man 6. <laughs> <laughs> the worst porn ever. <laughs> Why would anybody want to watch that? Why did they make 6? <laughs> oh, my God. I have a penis. It's three. It really is aggressive when you come this close. I understand. I am so sorry. You heard what we thought of the movie, <laughs> but how attractive did we find the cast? Now it's time for Hot or Not. Take it away, me. In a French accent. <laughs> ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, dear. Tout or a... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I hate it. Was that? <laughs> Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like there's a way to not make it seem racist, and you found the one way. Croissant <laughs> baguette. Je vais pas All right. Are they a tutor or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. Ding. Everyone is Everyone beautiful, beautiful, in beautiful, beautiful in their own way. Beautiful in their way. I tried we, to really yeah. pick up the pace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so first we have Ava Bogle as Juniper the Therapist, who we saw for all of 30 seconds. Yo, I cannot remember what she was. <laughs> <laughs> I have There's four cast members yep. of this film, so we have to stretch I think it she was pretty. She had short blonde hair. I think so. I, yeah. I can't remember. I feel like she was dressed like a nurse in scrubs for some reason, but she was a counselor. I don't think she was. Uh. I don't think she was. I think she was wearing like a striped jumper. I think you were watching a different movie. Before I'm, <laughs> I'm watching, I'm looking at her on IMDb and she looks like an attractive person. So that's my going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to give her a hot because I can't remember what she looked like, but. I feel like if I don't remember, that means she probably wasn't like a fucking. Well, she wasn't offensive to look at her. (laughs) Also, gotta love a therapist that's like, if you guys don't do this, your baby is fucked. Like, you gotta respect a therapist that really tells it like it is. Yeah, and like in the therapy session, is like actively throwing shade at one of the person people in the session. Mm. She's like, "What did you even see?" Yeah, calling him (laughs) ugly. all right, so Kimberly Lehman's as Lily, the um, female lead of the film. Yeah, she was hot. Yeah, she kind of reminded me of um, June Diane Raphael. They had. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I picked that. Yeah. Who is that? Um, oh, what would you know? She's like one of the hosts of How This Get Made, but she's she's been like everything. Is she um, in New Girl? Was she a new girl? She played the lesbian gynecologist because that's what I kind of think yes. she looks like. Yes. 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 Oh, yes. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought she was like super pretty and uh, good on her for like uh, doing as much as she did while eight months pregnant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Like I said, she was giving off real Catherine um, Heigl vibes. Heigls, yeah. Heigls. 
<laughs> Kegel's fine. Yeah, I mean, like as a character, she did like she was much more enjoyable, much that. much more like yes, much more enjoyable to be around when she was uh, Philip. Even though uh, also Philip, I hated as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie Thiel as Milo, the future version of their son. So, one thing that upset me about this movie was, you know, the way he's talking about how his parents are dead now? I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're not that old. Like, yeah. what happened to your parents? <laughs> Were they in a car crash or, like, it's <laughs> really sad. And neither of them had a problem. Like, the, the, was it the mum that was with the kid? Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. just like, whatever, like, oh, I die, I guess. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> but also, like, um, what happened to the father, like, because she was in the father's body and he could not recognize him at all. Like, yeah. was he, like, hideously like, oh, yeah, attacked by goats? <laughs> I didn't think of that. <laughs> That's very true. Um, in the end credits, it actually says that the actor that played Char- uh, Milo, who's an actor, Charlie Thiel, was the first patron of the film. So I feel like oh, this film must have been a Kickstarter. Yeah, I, there was- and I feel like the top tier must have been to play this character. Like, if you give us enough money, we'll cast you as this character. I, That's what I'm feeling is happened. I kind of love that. And he did quite well, so good on him. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, have picked him for, like... He's in other movies. A- oh, okay. Because oh, okay. I was going to say, I, I, I didn't So, that's just an actor just paying their way to get into a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so maybe it was a, intended to be, an, a, like, a really old man in the script, but because he's the one that got the sure. patron goal. Makes sense. Good thing it wasn't, what, like, what, a 16-year-old or something. Yeah, what happens if it was, like, someone completely out of the scope of this film? I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like an eighty-year-old woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, he was—he was a good-looking dude from memory. Yeah, he's, uh, had nice things to say about his parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably he had the biggest laugh in the film for me was when the he's hugging his mother. mother in his father's body, not knowing that it was either his father or his mother, and then. They go, I love you so much. And his reaction to that was quite good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um, And finally, Falk Hinschel as Philippe. So he did give me Blake Anderson vibes, like I said, from Workaholics. Do you guys know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. And I've got a major Jones for Blake Anderson, so... (laughs) He gets a he gets a chef's kiss from me. He was robbed. Why why is he not playing Weird Al Yankovic in the Yankovic film? This is true. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest conversation we've ever had. Um, I found this person hot. Uh, he was attractive. Yeah, love uh, some like nice tussle body. curly hey. hair. Yeah, curly hair. And um, yeah, and he was well, fit were- in his bod. Yeah. Well, were you toy. guys aware that he was he was originally a dancer? He was a backup dancer. No, from I wasn't Mariah- aware. <laughs> from Mariah Carey. <laughs> and Britney Spears. And oh, Britney fucking Spears. God. <laughs> Britney fucking Spears. And, like, his original roles, he did this, like, 
uh, movie called Street Dance 2, which was like this- Like a step up kind of movie? Step up. Oh and I God. watched a trailer and it looks fucking epic and I have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, like, he can dance. He's a superhero. He's buff. We saw his penis. Look, <laughs> hot, hot, hot. even with the Crocs and everything. Yeah, he did yeah. quite well for himself. Usually Crocs are like a pretty big, like, deal breaker for me but i could deal with them what about when i wear them paul hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank linkedin helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't even visit other leading job sites so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, I'll, I'll allow it. Yeah, you should. I'm cute. <laughs> it's cute when I do it. Would you let this man raise mums, your job? Mums that wear Crocs know. They know. <laughs> Katrina will know soon. She'll get it. It's called going um, to the park and having to get in the fucking sandpit water play and for fucking up your shoes. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Brendan, you asked if he, you would let him raise our children. Yeah. The real yeah. guy or the sex worker? <laughs> <laughs> Who your children like, yours and Brendan's kid that you have together. That's what that sounded like. What a fucking <laughs> fucked up baby that would be. Um, uh, Brendan. Yes. Was he attractive? No, I agree. He- He's an attractive man. Okay. I don't think the hair th- did him any favours, but... Yeah, like, if and you see mustache. his IMDb picture where he's got, like, no moustache and a nice haircut, like, it's it's nice. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Do you think Daniel Radcliffe is going to sing as Weird Al? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have so many questions. <laughs> I just don't... I don't see him in the role. I he, He's like... He just doesn't have the energy of a weird Al Yankovic. But maybe you know he's mean? just going to surprise us because you think of all the people that would have tried to get that role. I mean, actually, I don't know how many people would have tried to get that role. <laughs> um, but I just think for someone so left of center, how did we get onto this? Um, because it's Daniel um, Radcliffe. That's why he got the role. That's my opinion. And for context to our listeners, there's a, <laughs> a line in the film where – the, they refer to him as Will yeah, Weird Al. I'm guessing that's why you bring it up, right? Oh, that's why. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you brought up the guy from Workaholics, and like, if anyone should have played that part, it should have been him. I should have thought it should have been like an Andy Samberg in a wig or something. Yeah, that too. Anyone, but I don't like Daniel Andy Radcliffe. S- <laughs> <laughs> you take that back. Harry Potter can hear you. <laughs> in in like two years, people are going to be listening back to this episode and going, this aged really poorly now that Daniel Radcliffe has an Oscar for that role. <laughs> I hope I take that it back. Happens. I'm sorry. If you're listening, Daniel Radcliffe, I actually really enjoyed you at Swiss Army, man. I, I think you're pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. And congratulations um, on your Oscar for Weird Al. <laughs> for Weird Al, yeah. Yeah. That's totally what this is. We're totally stuck in a body swap situation. Everybody what? I love body swap movies. I've seen them all. I am so prepared for this. The killer of an watches movies. I 
and the body swap master. And I'm going to use this riddle in order to break the curse and swap us back. Now it's time for Opinion Swap, where we find some entertaining reviews of Swap Me, baby, from across the interwebs. So what do um, people have to say about Swap Me, baby? <laughs> well, yeah, you do it, there was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was only four reviews on um, Letterbox, and none of them were funny. Uh, oh. So I found fa- I found a couple on IMDb. So I'll read them. Uh, all right. So this one's from Ops five two five three five on IMDb, um, and he gives it five out of ten. Silly crispy. That's the title. Just like dried mushroom, a shifting trades kind of pre-maternity at eight months of this couple's pregnancy, there are moments of true giggle, but many moments of mediocre humor. The shape-shifting seems a bit of a flaw at moments, because he was the perfect French gigolo, so just a five from the grumpy old man. Do you know what that truly sounds like? <laughs> it, like it got translated <laughs> from English to another language and then back into English? It's it's weird. It sort of washed over me and I completely missed it all. <laughs> but I also think I agreed with it. <laughs> um, all right. So this one's from Shane Jesus Freak on IMDb. Friend of Brendan's. He <laughs> gives it 10 out of 10. And he says, not at all what I expected for everything I wanted and more. See, even Christians like it. <laughs> he says, it's much better than, uh, what's it called? The Mama Boy. Mama Boy. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say switched. Remember, we watched an actual oh, Christian movie. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, that's right. But guys, Denise, I, I, no, I'll never forget. more blasphemous. I'll never forget this in Mama Boy, though. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was Lucy doing the Wakanda forever symbol. That was in Mama Boy it. for no fucking reason. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Shane, Jesus Freak says, listen, I'm not one to enjoy romance or comedies. <laughs> you sound <laughs> like a pro- happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. It's probably... In my personal life, I've lacked these elements for the most oh. part. <laughs> oh, Shane, I'm sorry. But I'm sure there's a reason. <laughs> I'm generally I'm generally the type of guy you would find on a Wednesday evening enjoying the inextricable combination of French onion dip with Lay's wavy chips combined with the latest season of Attack on Titan. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, there is a reason. reason. <laughs> uh, for Lucy, a, Attack on Titan is out of it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it all makes sense now. <laughs> but then one day I stumbled across this random gem of a film, Swap Me Baby. The title was evocative and I couldn't quite make sense of the cover art as it perplexed me and caused me to want to explore it deeper. Oh. <laughs> Thus I like, dropped the rental. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any boobies in this? <laughs> Is that what it was thinking? Well, the cover, you'd think maybe that maybe there's dicks in this one. Well, maybe ah, it's a naked guy. I'm going to look at the, the um, cover now. <laughs> I, thus, I dropped the rental funds necessary to investigate, and I was not disappointed. No, far from it. As alluded to before, I'm a big fan of anime, especially those of the science fiction type. Swap Me Baby might be a romantic comedy at its core, but it, it has some great science fiction elements that sunk its hooks into me from the get-go. 
Not only that, but the charismatic leads do so much to elevate the relatively well-known promise of body swapping and turn it on its head. In fact, I'd say it does a full somersault in superseding expectations, all the while gripping the viewer, me, with interest as I laugh my butt off at the smart script and ridiculous, ridiculously delicious narrative. It's not every day that I will give it a film an 11 out of 10, but here we are. There you go. Niche. So it brought joy into a miserable anime fan's life. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah. He doesn't like romance or comedy. <laughs> I definitely like comedy. So, it sounds like a gem <laughs> to be around. <laughs> Could you imagine going on a date with someone and they're like, hey, just so you know, I don't like comedy or romance. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched Attack on Titan? <laughs> Want to come back to my place for some dip and Lay's do you, chips? Do, do you know? Do you know Lucy? Because it's not just any anime. Do you know what anime Attack on Titan's about? It's about like a post-apocalyptic society where people are like behind these like giant walls to protect them from giant naked people that come and eat you. <laughs> <laughs> Every part of this, like the flow on of this conversation, has just been better than the bit behind. Amazing. Um, and also, Paul, please, the next time <laughs> day, can you say, can you say that? I don't really like comedy or romance. <laughs> Do you want to come back to my house on a Wednesday for some French onion dip <laughs> and lace chips? <laughs> We can wrap about the Bible. <laughs> Please say it and see what happens. Really. Uh, Shane, you're a gem. Or say it to get out of a bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to try it. Sure. I totally get it now. See what you're doing. It's awesome. You're doing it wrong. What? What is this? That's how I do it. You're using those weird three fingers. Would you want me to touch your tits like this? No. Forehand. Grab it. Grab it. No. You are a man now. You hold your dick like a man. Well, it's my dick now. No. My dick. Rub it. I don't think I can stop. No. Let's get to tenuous recommendations where we each recommend a piece of media that is linked to today's movie in some way. And a reminder, if you ever want to see a list of all the recommendations we have made on the show, head over to our letterbox page, which is linked on our website. So I'll get us started. Um, my connection is Ava Bogle, uh, who was the therapist that none of us remembered what she looks like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so in 2010, she was in a mini series version of Brave New World. And you just picked now, that out of like seeing this movie. You're like, Brave New World. Well, no, because I never watched the version she was in. Oh. But I want to, I want to recommend. Uh, a more recent version that was made in 2020. Uh, so that, that was a mini series. They turned it into a TV series. Unfortunately, it only lasted one season, but the one season I actually really enjoyed. Um, so yeah, this show's called Brave New World. Um, it stars Alden Eckenreck, who was like the guy that was, um, Han Solo in the Han Solo movie that oh, came out. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And, um, uh, also Demi Moore's in it, uh, Jessica Brown Finlay, who's like British actress. And, um, yeah, it's a really cool, uh, sci-fi, uh, show. Did either of you guys read like Brave New World back in the day? No, I don't know anything uh, that you're saying. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I've read it's, it. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, I got a it's friend a famous- who like, loves it. 
yeah, it's a famous book. Um, I I I had to read it in school. Um, okay, I read but, all right, and I've never heard yeah. of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's basically set in a future uh, where all of society has kind of become a utopia thanks to these pills. Everyone everyone has to take these pills that control your mood, so you don't really. F- feel any emotions but everyone's kind of like chill at all times and you're not allowed to be in relationships everyone just has to like go into like giant orgies every night and like monogamy is completely illegal like you're not allowed to be in a relationship and then there's still pockets of like normal society but they're kind of like the outskirts but then one of the people from that society um finds out that he was actually like his parents are from the utopia so they bring him into the utopia and it's kind of him unraveling the society um and yeah it's it's a really cool concept um i i i thought it was a great show but it didn't really catch on which i think is unfortunate it's on stan um in australia and on peacock in america and a lot of orgies Um, in it or there are a lot of orgies, but it's all pretty tame. It's 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 quite tame. It's not, not eyes like, wide shut. No, um, you're saying it's very uh, tasteful. It's tasteful, and yeah. like it's a really cool like uh, science fiction world they've created. Like the look of it's really cool. Um, the performances I really liked. Um, so yeah, if you like that kind of speculative sci-fi kind of sci-fi with thought behind it rather than spectacle. Um, yeah, I would give uh, 2020's Brave New World a go. Cool. Um, Lucy. Um, so I was a bit stumped as to what to do. And then I was like, I'm going to do pregnancy theme. And then I realized I've already done that a couple of times. <laughs> so I had to kind of think even further on that. And then I thought maybe I could do Ali Wong's comedy specials because you know how she's pregnant in them. And I think that's funny. Like those kids will be able to see that's me in mum's belly and she's making really rude jokes. Um, but I'm not doing that, but I got to slide that one in there. Um, but I'm doing a movie called Waitress. Have you seen it? Mm. I've seen the movie and I've seen the musical. Yeah. So is this like a sequel to Waiting or something? No. No. Okay. Um, So (laughs) Kerry Russell plays like a Southern waitress and she's in a complete like, like awful, horrible relationship with a complete dead shit husband and she gets pregnant and it's kind of pregnancy from a different angle. Um, Like she's not psyched, but she's not not psych yeah anyway like she's got these friends that she works with and there's kind of this beautiful like thing about the interior lives of women and the way they speak to each other when (coughs) when men aren't listening um Mm -hmm. and like the way they support each other and then there's like an affair and all this other stuff that happens but um i thought it was a sweet little film and like a different tone than than you see a lot and yeah it got made into a musical like paul said which i'd be super interested to see um, mm-hmm. And also, I have to mention that not long after it was released, the writer and the director was murdered. Her name was Adrienne Shelley. And so, this was like her last uh, special thing that she ever did. And uh, I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I would back that up. It's really like quirky, funny, heartwarming film. Mm. Um, and I'm yeah, fully so. on a Felicity trip at the moment. And that's why I thought <laughs> I thought of Carrie Russell. Um 
because she's really great in the in the title role. She plays like you're the rewatching Felicity. Oh yes, I'm so oh. deep in Felicity. <laughs> <laughs> what what uh, what streaming service is doing Felicity? Or have uh, you got, Disney like, the Plus DVDs? because no no Disney oh, Plus okay. because um it's J J Abrams right so there's like yeah. that crossover thing going on um and you know what also paul i've fully invented this narrative of um that felicity is like a grown-up my so-called life yeah i can see that. it's like that girl going to college i that's the little narrative that i invented <laughs> yeah uh, i mean i i've watched bits and pieces of felicity but i was never like on the Felicity train. I'm messaging my sister like every 10 minutes going, I cannot fucking believe Noel did that to Felicity in this episode. <laughs> like, she's like, girl, I'm not watching this with you. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but d- didn't didn't Felicity go like full supernatural, like where there's like witches and stuff in alternate reality? No, no there's, one, there's one episode that they do like a Twilight, epi- uh, Twilight Zone um, homage uh, thing, which I think J.J. Um, Abrams is kind of like. That's yeah. his vibe or whatever. Yeah. Um, and there's kind of like a reasoning behind it. But, it, it you know, shows uh, – I think it totally weirded people out when it happened. I remember being like, what the fuck is going on? But, you know, now shows are just like, this episode's a musical. Like, it just yeah, – yeah. people just like <laughs> the rule book has been thrown out. <laughs> yeah, in season yeah. nine, they're like, we wanted to do a musical. <laughs> like, yeah. If you're going to make us keep make this show – you got to yeah. get a musical. I just too. love in Riverdale, which yeah. I have given up on. By the way, I don't watch it anymore. Yeah, yeah. it fully jumped the shark. Um, it, the musical episodes, you could just see like the Jughead guy is like, <laughs> "Don't fucking make me do this!" Like you could just see his soul dying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Brendan, yeah. what's your recommendation? <laughs> is it Felicity? Uh, is it is it Riverdale? No, I always watched Popular. I thought Popular was really fun. Do you remember Popular? Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, that's. I think you would uh, enjoy. That's not my. Anyway, uh, my. Uh, what do we call these? Tenuous, tenuous <laughs> yes. recommendation tenuous. is uh, also an indie film. It's mm-hmm. uh, also got a bit of time travel in it, like this one did. Um, in fact, it's got exactly two minutes of time mm. travel. <laughs> Uh, my film's called Beyond the Infinite, Two Minutes, which is a uh, uh, a film that is sort of done in that one-shot style. It isn't technically one-shot, but, you know, it gives you that feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about uh, this this guy on his TV and, and uh, a monitor in a cafe. Uh, he can see two minutes into the future and you can see two minutes into the past from the other, from the other monitor. And so from there, they just keep playing with that premise of like, oh, like I can see two minutes in the future if I look in here, mm. you know, and then it's cool. Like they do some really clever and interesting things with it. Yeah, yeah. And if you watch the credits at the end, like they've got like whiteboards of like mathematical equations and stuff like they went deep with this. I don't know if it's Which like I a- think you would appreciate in a time travel movie. Yeah. Yeah. And so. It's a really funny. It's a, it, it is it's a comedy. Um and it's a it's a very small budget. Like I'm pretty sure they shot this all on like iPhones and stuff. And I think they did a great job of it. It was really fun. And Is I it Australian it, or uh I think it's Japanese. Oh wow. Yeah. And yeah, I think anyone can have a real good time with it. So highly recommend. Awesome. Um I, I'm really keen to watch that one. So 
Um, Give it to Paul to watch is what he's saying. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't get your shit together, your baby is fucked. This is not my fault. I am fully prepared. She's very good. How did this happen? Exactly. We had great sex. Uh, He's um, an escort and the condom broke. I don't have time to date. Wait, you paid for this? I mean, no offense. She left a good tip too. And a good review. If you head over to our website, you'll see that each of us has ranked every body swap film we've reviewed on the podcast. So my question is, where are we all going to put Swap Me Baby on our lists? All right, I'm going to put it in between All of Me, which is the Steve Martin, Lily Tomlin mm-hmm. movie, and Pretty Cool. Ooh. So it's pretty high up that list. Yeah. So and, and that links it's that then pretty cool then mama boy so i feel like it's a pretty good like little mixture to be in um so i think mine's kind of around the same place i'm gonna put it in between i'll sound weirdly sexual um the dude in me um and selfless nice Mm. and i'm putting it between uh monkey bone and tammy and the t-rex so it's not it's like I said, it's not um it's not my top tier swap film, but uh it's uh, it's in good company, I think. Yeah. Yeah, all those movies that we just mentioned like are films that I enjoyed watching. So. <laughs> yeah. It's it's not in the trash tier fucking Yeah, it's uh, not touching the Christmas Christmas trade bullshit. Yeah. It's not rubbing shoulders with uh AI I love you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw it uh a film uh, writer that I follow did a list of the worst films of the 2010s mm-hmm. and uh, Cobbler made it. <laughs> I think it was like number three or four on that Whoa. list. So, um, yeah. I really hope the director um, gets in touch with you for this. I reckon he's probably just stalling until this episode comes out so we can gauge whether or not he <laughs> wants to talk to us. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah. But I think it could be a fun conversation. Yeah. And also, I, I, really I know that, like, you two are meant to be together. So, um, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> that, <laughs> he's not going to be freaked out at all. Um, hearing that. Um, all right. So, uh, uh, let's have next- a, let's bring him, let's bring up a picture of him and do a hot or not. No, don't do that. <laughs> we'll do that so, after we start rolling. all right so next episode um i've already kind of let slip what's gonna what it's gonna be so um, oh my god a movie that people have seen (laughs) (laughs) yes uh so it was such an exciting uh announcement i couldn't hold it back so i had to tell lucy in advance because she's been asking for this for a very long time (laughs) we will finally be reviewing the 2017 horror comedy Get Out, starring Daniel Kaluuya and Catherine Keener, where a young African-American visits his white girlfriend's parents for the weekend, where his simmering uneasiness about their reception of him eventually reaches a boiling point. And uh, lots of swap uh, shenanigans ensue from that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I thought it'd be a good time to do this. Because Jordan Peele's uh, the director and his new film Nope just came out, which uh, has opened huge. He's now like one of the, you know, the 
most reliable directors in Hollywood. He's like the pretty much the only director in Hollywood that can open a film that's not part of a franchise anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, thought we'd uh, ride that. Have you seen Nope yet? I haven't. I'm because I'm going to the US. Uh, next week and uh, it's going to be playing on the IMAX over there so I'm hoping to catch it because it was actually shot for IMAX so I'm hoping to uh, catch it while I'm over there because our little town of Adelaide used to have an IMAX and then they got rid of it so Mm. if we want to see a film in IMAX we actually have to travel interstate (laughs) or overseas which is very frustrating. I can remember like we're old enough that I remember going to the IMAX and like people screaming at what, what they were seeing. It was like uh, when films came out and like when um, the train, the train, the train, the train. <laughs> it was a fish. Out the it was a fish. Some like nature thing, and yeah, somebody screamed. <laughs> the whale's gonna get me. <laughs> well, maybe I can recreate that for when I see Nope. Yeah, well, you probably will scream. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably not. You're pretty good with stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I watched the Black Phone the other day, and I was just like, not even close to getting scared. I mean, I don't even know what that is, but um, it, there is Instant nothing you. as exhilarating as screaming in a scary movie. It's so it's such a release. It's amazing. I've never done. I've never screamed. I've jumped a lot. I when I saw screamed. The Stranger, Strangers, yeah. The Strangers, yeah. Uh, yeah. My sister and I saw that at the cinema, and we both screamed. <laughs> 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 um, and also once when I was watching. You know the ones about like that seventies couple who can like see ghosts or whatever. What are they? Conjuring. Yeah, conjuring. Uh, I watched that at a friend's house, um, like a male friend's house, platonic, and he screamed, and it was so fucking funny. <laughs> anyway, who cares? I've I've only screamed at a film once in the cinema. And it was at the credits because I was so angry at like I was like this fucking director walked away with the satisfaction that he made this film and I'm so angry. <laughs> what was the film? It was called like, I think it was called like A Wolf or something. No. Ah, uh, Cry Wolf. Cry Wolf. I was yes. like, someone got fucking paid to make this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that is. Don't worry, it's, right. it's shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, until next time, don't be a piece of shit on the ground. DPW and review us on iTunes or Spotify. And we have had some great reviews on iTunes lately. So let's keep that train going. How many are up to now? 61? 63. (laughs) 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 We need to get to 100, people. So that then I can quit this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) No. But we have to get to 100 before Face Off 2 comes out. Because if we review Face Off 2 before we review Face Off 1. You hear that people involved with the production of Face Off 2? Come on. Help us. Yeah, I know. How about if we don't have 100 reviews by the time Face Off 2 comes out, we're stopping the podcast. (laughs) No. (laughs) Too embarrassing otherwise. Um. Uh, I don't know. How about if I promise for every iTunes review... Don't say anything dirty. (laughs) (laughs) I retract my statement. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was Brendan Levi. Congratulations, Caden Batera, for your first feature film. Woo! Yeah, good work. Yeah, bye. Bye. (laughs) 
The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.